Here we go. Soothing Vince. Soothing Vince. Soothing Vince. You think they uses this on Linda? (laughs) God, I hope not at his age. Oh, geez. His Valentine's Day anniversary voice. Welcome to... Oh, wow. (laughs) Here, I got you some roses. (laughs) They're blood red. Ah, 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 ah. Saturday morning superstars. fan and we're here channeling our midlife crisis enjoying early 90s syndicated professional wrestling welcome welcome it is saturday morning superstars we got a game today we do have a game Mm -hmm. this was a good game i'm I'm glad you set this up early because this could have been an entire show in itself yes well for your birthday i got you a cameo with gangrel who you always thought was the shit he was he still is What's up, Thom? This is Gangrel the Vampire Warrior. As you can see, I don't have much time because the sun's coming up over my shoulder, so I gotta jump in my coffin. But I wanted to wish you a happy, happy birthday. Dominic, I wanted to wish you a happy, happy birthday. I hope you're fanging and banging birthday. Want some, get some, bad enough, take some. And I hope you're out there taking some, man. Go out there, you deserve everything. Give everybody a bloodbath that gets in your way. Have a fanging and banging birthday, Thom. Happy, happy, happy. Happy birthday. Oh, one last thing. I want to say thank you for being a fan and saying I'm the shit every time I came up with my white puppy shirt, my sunglasses on, rocking that music through the flames. Thank you for being a longtime fan and happy birthday. So I want to see who else is on there. Okay. There are 15 okay. superstars. I'll put the, put some of those in quotations. 15 yes. superstars. I was looking down this list. I was like, there's a huge drop off in this. <laughs> yeah, there's mm-hmm. 15 of them that we are currently watching on this 1992 superstars roster. Okay. All charging different prices for their cameo services. Sure. So I wanted you to see how close you can get to who's charging the least for their cameo. Who's charging the most. Okay. Here are your contestants, Than. Dun, dun, dun. Brett the Hitman Hart. Hmm? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. Typhoon slash tugboat slash Shockmaster. <laughs> Shockmaster. <laughs> Fred Ottman. I forgot uh, that he was Shockmaster. That might have brought him down a few pegs. <laughs> that, may, that may have done him in. Yeah. Dwayne Gill, who's billing himself as Gilbert. Gilbert, of course, yes. Tito Santana. Mm-hmm. Charles Wright, or as we know him as Papa Shango. He, he's on there as Charles Wright. Yeah, a lot of guys aren't using their WWF names. Or, okay. I guess if they have the rights, they'll do it. And if they sure. don't, they won't. Barry Horowitz. Yay. Red Light Royalty right there. All the way at the end for me, buddy. I pay top dollar. Fred Fredo Macho. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. The genius Lanny Poffo. The million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. Nature Boy Ric Flair is yeah. doing cameos. Woo. Chris Chavez. Tatanka is Tatanka. on there. Yes. As Tatanka. So. As Tatanka. Mm-hmm. I want him to pontificate in his cameos. <laughs> can you imagine his cameo? <laughs> As I and the spirits. And he's waving his arms back and forth. He's waving everything. He's talking nothing but bullshit. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter, of course. Virgil. Yes. Well, I mean, oh, where gosh, else? Of course. Yeah, of course he's on here. <laughs> where isn't he pawning himself off? That's right. Bushwhacker Luke. Yes. No Bushwhacker Butch. So they're, yeah. they're working together. It, it, yeah. I, I wondered, like, do they still talk or is one of them? not here anymore why is it only one bushwhacker don't know the Brooklyn brawler who Brooklyn uh, brawler. yeah he's just calling himself I, should, I think he should be on there as kimchi he should yeah. <laughs> yeah i think he was doink once in a while i don't know yeah 
It could but be. Here you go. Who do you think is uh, the least? All right. So we're going to go from cheapest to most expensive on Cameo from what I think. So before I get into this, mm-hmm. my thought process was not necessarily who was the most famous, but who, if I were to buy a Cameo as a goof for somebody, right? that's the way that I approach this. Okay. Okay. So my least favorite was Bushwhacker Luke. You thought he would be the least. The least. There are some ties in here. He comes in at number nine. Oh, wow. He is not the lowest. Oh, good for him. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, after him, I had Lanny Poffo. That's smart. Lanny Poffo is tied for seven. And I'll give you the wow. prices that they're doing. Yeah, please do. Bushwhacker Luke comes in at number nine for 40 bucks. And I'm rounding up by the penny. Cameo. It's like okay. $39.99. Sure. Uh, Bushwhacker Luke, 40 bucks, number nine. 40 bucks, R- number nine. Gotcha. Fredo Macho. Okay. Lanny Poffo comes in tied for seven at $55. All right. I am way off on some of these. Okay. I then had Gilberg as number three. Gilberg is the least expensive. Okay. He is Ugh. on the board as number 12 because of the ties. And you can get Gilbert for 21 bucks. You know what? I had him as number one uh, on my original list. And then I moved him down to three, thinking that people would get more of a kick from getting one from Gilbert than they would from Bushwhacker Luke. I think Gilbert is underpriced. I think he could charge yeah, more. Cause... I'm sure he could. After Gilbert, I had Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz is number 10 from lowest to highest. He okay. Hide for 10th place. Place at $31. All right. So if I'm going backwards, that would be my number 15, 14, 13. That would be my number 12. Hey, doing yeah, close. Okay. Pretty close. For number 11, I had the Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn Brawler is tied for seven with Lanny Poffo. Oh, wow. At $55. Okay. Number 10, I had Virgil. Virgil is charging 70 bucks and he comes in at number six. (laughs) Is there something on Cameo that tells you how many Cameos they have done? I don't think so. I don't think, I, I think that would be an interesting. Like, <laughs> how many people are paying 70 bucks, 70 bucks to get and Virgil? And he's had three cameos. Exactly. <laughs> All his mom. All his mom. <laughs> exactly. After Virgil at number nine, I had Typhoon. Pretty good because he's tied for 10th. So depending okay. on how you want to look at it, you'd be pretty close, if not right on there. Fred Ottman is charging 31 bucks. Okay. Barry Horowitz and Fred are number three as far as least expensive. Gotcha. At number eight, I had Tatanka. Tatanka. Yeah. Tied for fourth place as far as highest cameo price. Tatanka will charge you 110 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Tatanka is expensive. Yeah. It's like $33 per he, he, he. Gotta <laughs> get all you can out of those he, he. That's right. That, that's uh, his entire cameo. He just exactly. goes, he, 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 he. And that's it. That's all you get. That's it. 110 bucks. Pay up, sucker. God damn it. <laughs> Where am I here? I think number seven, I had Shango. Papa Shango, comma, good godfather. Father. Pretty close because of the ties. He's in eighth place as far as price, and he'll uh, cost you 41 bucks. Nice. It's not bad. I could do a, a Shango for 41. Yeah, right? I give Charles Wright 60 bucks if he got in all the shit. <laughs> he should. Put the hat on. He should. And, and the, uh, yeah, and the skull face. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You can, can you request that? I probably could because you can pr- put the message in and what yeah, you want yeah. to say and what you know you might be able to request that <laughs> at number six i had tito santana tito santana is second to last he is one of the priced tito santana message will only run you 26 bucks oh sandwiched in between horowitz Ottman, and gilberg tito uh-huh. santana's towards the bottom at number five i had hacksaw jim duggan jim duggan is exactly number five Woo! for 80 bucks I got that one. Yeah, you got Nailed you it. Got Jim. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, at number four, I had Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter is number two. Sarge Ooh. will cost you $200. Oof. Yeah. And it's all going to be his chin. <laughs> his chin. <laughs> his chin in front of the camera. <laughs> his giant chin. I got to do this one in landscape. Exactly. At number three, I had the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Pretty close. He is tied for fourth place with Tatanka. You'll get the Million Dollar Man yeah. for $110. Wow. That's a bargain. That is a bargain. <laughs> He's a Million Dollar, dollar Man. man. <laughs> He's not charging a mill. 
No. Oh, good for him. That's, it's, it's like a fraction of a fraction. And then one and two, I had a toss up. I'm thinking that they set their own prices. Yes. So I, I figure Ric Flair has got an ego, but I feel like Brett's got more of an inflated ego. Mm. And Ric Flair. So I said Ric Flair at two and Bret Hart at one. Bret Hart is number three. Oof. Bret Hart is 160 bucks, $40 less than Sergeant Slaughter. Wow. Ric Flair is your number one price oh. cameo. Oh, wow. Flair will cost you $600. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And people are going to buy that, too. People are you know going to buy that. You know what that is? That's a company like group getting together like they're buying lottery tickets, but instead they're buying like a cameo for yeah. the boss or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get a cameo for the boss. Everybody chip in 20 bucks. <laughs> Fans getting married. All the groomsmen put in yes. $100. <laughs> We're going to get Ric Flair to send them off at the bachelor party. Exactly. Nobody's doing that one person. <laughs> Dude, I paid 600 bucks for Flair at your bachelor party in, in video. Oh, uh, 600 bucks for Flair at my bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> live? live. <laughs> He's got to be there live for that, man. Honey, yeah. I'm not going to make it. Flair has me doing shots. At the gun. It's Ric Flair for 600 bucks, number one. Sergeant mm-hmm. Slaughter, $200 for number two. Bret Hart, 160 for number three. Mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase and Tatanka tied for fourth place. It'll cost you $110 for them. Mm-hmm. Fifth place, Hacksaw Jim Duggan at 80 bucks. Sixth place, the ridiculously overpriced Virgil for $70. <laughs> of course. The Brooklyn Brawler. And yeah. Lonnie Poffo tied at 55 bucks a piece. I'm going to say, and Virgil will try and get more money out of you during <laughs> the cameo as well. Yes, in-app purchases. <laughs> Papa Shango as uh, Charles Wright, which is, we'll probably give, give you a Godfather one, mm-hmm. in all the honesty. 40 bucks. He's in eighth place as far as how high he is charging. Bushwhacker sure. Luke right behind him at for $40. He's number nine. Tied for 10th. Horowitz and Tugboat for $31 a piece. Tito Santana, 26 bucks, and the lowest price cameo from this time period right now as we are recording is Gilberg at $21. I might have to get a Gilberg cameo. Who the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are we? When are we on this show? Okay, so it is September 26, 1992. We are coming to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania, the chocolate capital of the world and before we get into that we do need to comment on the intro a new one we do have a new intro now not a lot of new intro because first of all i said oh there is an intro yeah we haven't had one in like six weeks which was nice no cold open and it looked mostly the same. However, at the very end, we get a couple of new shots. We mm-hmm. get one of Flair as the champion. Right. And we get one of Bulldog as the champion. But of course, as always, that does not end the sequence because we still have to have Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. I'm guessing at the end of WrestleMania 8. Where it's like, we're going to hold each other's hands now. Yes, we are yeah. together. We are as one, even though you're going away. So am I, by the way. I'm <laughs> yeah. a flake in a couple of months. Yeah. But here's my surprises that Hulk was still opening the thing. Paul Ellering is still in the thing. Still. No Legion of Doom, but Ellering's there. So I don't know why he's hanging in there. We got a new shot of Shango because he's really big up front in the camera. Oh, okay. Macho shot without the belt. One of Tito Santana where it's all cape. He's flowing his cape (laughs) everywhere. He's like Superman. But for a bull, they got a new warrior clip and they got some merch, which I had never seen before. They had a Hogan foam finger and right next to it is a white belt that looks like a shitty IC title. Oh, yeah. I made a comment about that later in the episode because they showed a plastic IC belt that some kid... But I don't know what belt that is because there was no white IC title until Shawn Michaels. So mm-hmm. that thing didn't exist. Warrior had a yellow one. I don't know if that's what that thing's supposed to be, but I was like, what is that and who would buy it? Because didn't you always hate it like when your toy didn't actually look like what it was supposed to be? Oh, all the time. That thing pissed you off. All the time, certainly. So we are coming to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania at the Hershey Park Arena. Hope of mm-hmm. the Hershey Bears. Of right. course. And as Vince says, from the chocolate capital of the world. Now, I've been to Switzerland. <laughs> That's right. I've been to Belgium. Uh, uh, yes. So we've got Swiss chocolate. We've got 
Belgian chocolate. I'm not going to say Hershey's bad. I do like my Hershey chocolate, but I, I don't know if they can hold that title. As chocolate capital As of the world. As chocolate capital of the world. Maybe chocolate capital of the United States. I think it's chocolate capital of central Pennsylvania. Uh, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> I'll give it that. Yeah, we'll give it that one. Perfect. I didn't even know they had that merch at the time. They perfect has the Hershey Kiss hat. Yes, living so close to Hershey as we do, I think they still have the Hershey Kiss hat. So. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> it was merch back then, actually. It looks like a modern hat. You know, oh, it was nice and shiny, and yeah. it looked like he was protecting his brain from UFOs. You look at, like, old Disney merch, and, like, that looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's totally like a good hat. Yes, that's a legit Hershey Kiss hat right there. Vince is standing beside, of course, ridiculous Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I like how Perfect turned it around and threw a couple of bad dad jokes in there. So we got some bad dad jokes. I was, I was very happy about that. As he says, uh, macho kissed the championship goodbye. And, and it's interesting that macho says that right there in Hershey, Pennsylvania, he kissed the championship goodbye. He's pulling the curtain back, but that was three weeks ago. That <laughs> was, but we're still there, <laughs> but they're still there. So Perfect's basically admitting that they haven't left Hershey for the last three weeks. You should have like a grizzly beard. Yes, no sleep. No sleep. You should look like the cast of Alone three weeks in. I've been eating nothing but popcorn and hot dogs. We can't leave this place. There's so much chocolate. Well, today, which is also three weeks ago, we have a flare interview, Mm -hmm. which going back to your thesis, I mean, holy cow, these people saw an interview with Macho Mm -hmm. where Razor crashes it. Yes. Sees a match where Razor interferes and Macho loses the title. Yep. Sees another interview with Macho coming back after he lost, which we're supposed to believe is weeks later. Weeks later. But for these poor mother. It's the same day. It's the same day. It's not even like it's not even like later in the day. It's like oh. maybe forty-five minutes later. <laughs> He's talking ultimate maniacs. Yes. And anointing the ultimate warrior as the number one contender. And sure. he's getting off the flare train. He's gonna beat up uh, Razor Ramon. Yep. And then later on in this show, which is still the same same day. day. Same day. <laughs> You're gonna have Rick Flair come out for his own championship mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. All of this has happened for this audience. The Hershey crowd got a bulk of story. They leave here like exhausted and bleary eyed going, what just happened? Holy shit. That's the best 20 bucks we ever spent. But it's Wednesday. (laughs) I missed four days of work. I'm going to get fired. So on top of that, while the bulldog will raise Ramon, while the mm-hmm. big boss man and Conan. Conan as the Comet Kid, of course, spelled with a K yes. for the alliteration, I guess. Like, or one D. I, I don't, you know what? That's I, I see you have it written there with two Ds. I'm going to have to wait for that one to come up in the video. I thought it was just one D. But. I, I didn't know if they're being 90s cool with the, key, oh. the Ks and the Ds. Kids. I know this gimmick is Max Moon. I don't know who the comic kid is, but yeah, he's not Conan. Maybe that's why they gave him Comic Kid because he with with a K. Yeah, I'm Conan. No, yeah, Ooh, wait, I like the K, <laughs> everything. Keep the K. Keep yeah. the K. Here's your outfit. Oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So this is how I want you to walk up the steps, but we'll get there. <laughs> We're not there yet because we're Rule Britannia. It's uh, I see Bulldog. Yep. I see Bulldog coming out with full braid dog. And he's got the nice, big, flashy, blinged out Union Jack cape. Yeah, on. it's all sequined. Yeah. I guess it's always been. I just yeah. realized it more today. Well, now that he's IC champ, he's got to have a lot of flash, a lot of razzle dazzle. They're showing his merch. But there it is. The plastic replica. It's two minutes, 28 seconds in or so. Yes. That's the one that I had written down. It's like a brown championship. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying to do with that but i mean people will buy it because they're like look i got a championship those were awful (laughs) who actually thought you were the champion with one of those we get a what a champion from vince what a champion i noticed that i I have something to say about that a little later but we have a red tight regular at dual tone mullet barry hardy Yep, Barry Hardy, who we have seen before, has 93 matches to his name, also known as Executioner Number 2. You see the knee pad on Barry? He's busted up. 
He's oh, got this no. giant leg. It's like almost oh, yeah. the size of his leg. Yeah. Diana Hart, by the way, is very happy, according to Vince. Oh, of course. Well, the family has been reunited because there is a mutual understanding. After all that fighting and bickering and people don't know what to do leading up to SummerSlam, it only took a week for them to say, <laughs> yeah. all right, Bulldog is champ. Everybody can be happy again. Brett doesn't believe he was cursed. I would have leaned into that. Like, you didn't beat me? Yeah. I got voodooed. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the Shango match. Okay. Where he says that. But they don't really talk about this match all that much, even though he's the new champ. They're talking about Flair and Razor. Yeah. A lot of Flair and Razor in this one, even though Bulldog is kicking Barry Hardy's ass all over the place. Did you see how Bulldog has paw prints on his ass? I have that on here. <laughs> I was, I, I didn't, I've never noticed that on his tights before. Is that, is that a new thing? I think this is a, this is a new outfit for him. I think it's important to see if he has them on ever again. <laughs> or if the locker room just busts his balls so much that he's like, I'm never wearing these again. <laughs> I hope they do because I don't know if, uh, I, don't, I feel uncomfortable. We get uh, a lot of power moves as we usually do in a bulldog match mm -hmm. there was one where i think bulldog projected it a little bit too early he throws hardy off the ropes and he goes down like to catch him before hardy's even ready to jump in the air <laughs> i think bulldog got a little pissed or hardy was trying to make up for it because hardy jumps onto his shoulder yeah basically after that he goes into my most hated move the standing suplex Yes. And did you notice right after the standing suplex, what did he do? Went right into a headlock. That's a standard to go into the headlock after that, just to make sure that they, they are okay. Yeah, the I'm okay, you're okay? Yes. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. I had to hold you up for a while. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you, because I am so goddamn dizzy. Yeah. We get the one, two, three. And once again, we get a what a champion from Vince. Yeah, I wrote that down too. But what a champion. This, for all that we know, is his first defense. Mm -hmm. If the title is on the line, which is a big if, if. it was against Barry Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> what a champion. <laughs> the hell did he do? He beat up Barry Hardy. He beat up a red tight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they gave him to the bulldog because he's so skinny that the bulldog could lift him and throw him and do all yeah. sorts of power stuff to him. Like, they didn't put much. him with a 300 pound red tight. No, not at all. Yeah, Brett's like, what a champion. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Even Perfect is like, I was a better Intercontinental Champion than this guy. Fred's in the back doing his move that he does in the ring. Like, hey, hey what am I, what am I over here? I'm chopped liver. Hey. What a champion. <laughs> Five minutes, 22 seconds. There's a guy in a tie-dyed shirt that looks exactly like Jim Cornette. I need those glasses so I can be Jim Cornette. Get myself a tennis racket. Always be closing. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. From inside the pages of WWF Magazine, mm -hmm. here's Update with yeah. uh, Mean Gene. Brought to us by Nintendo WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge for Nintendo and Game Boy. I couldn't believe it was a real sponsor. Yeah. Even though it's sponsoring a WWF game, brought to you by, and I'm thinking, Ice Cream Bar. Yeah. Ica Pro. Yeah. WBF bullshit. Yeah. No. Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo. I was like, holy shit, Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we got some ad cred. Yeah. Of course, I had to pause on the box shot of it and it features a steel cage and tag team action. Yeah, but they don't show you the steel cage in the gameplay. No, they show you a shot of what looks to be Savage and The Undertaker in some awesome early 90s graphics and music. Just a little 8-bit runaround music yes. that they use for everything. There's uh, no crowd, so it could be like today. Yeah. <laughs> it should be called WrestleMania 30 whatever it was. Yes. Once again, not an update, but a recap. What a recap it was because it was a good four minutes minutes of last week's show <laughs> yeah which may not have actually happened no. while the crowd was watching the bulldog match this might be the first thing that's an actual update because yeah. it's actually showing the future <laughs> this bulldog match may have been the first thing hershey saw they're now wow. updating with something that's going to happen three hours later for these guys but oh two weeks goodness. later for us so yeah we roll clip of last week the entire interview of savage and the ultimate warrior confessing their love for each other yeah and, and what was to be the ultimate maniacs they make a deal out of there being a standing ovation for macho man and when mm -hmm. you think about the crowd and what they were watching they had just seen him lose yeah. 
and he's coming out same night for this interview and this is the first time the crowd had to go yo we still like you it's yeah, okay you lost a yeah. belt and everybody gave him some respect you still got it <laughs> yeah you just, just lost, lost it, it. <laughs> we just yeah. saw it there's a missing segment and we never got to see it ultimate warrior comes out with what looks like a towel or a t-shirt hmm. which he's holding in his hands and then later stuffs down the front of his shorts oh <laughs> and then it disappears, but Macho says, as you have given unto me, I'm going to give unto you. And then he hands him the glasses. You never no. see where give the shirt towel thing. I thought he was talking about the knee pad that he was wearing with the it, give unto me. It could have been, but where'd the towel go? Or did it go all the way down his pants? Well, <laughs> well, as we have found out in earlier promos from the Ultimate Warrior, they have stood very, very close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's like, I'm just going to put a towel oh, yeah, in between. yeah, he does have a shirt there. Oh, yeah, the Ultimate Maniac shirt. How about that? Mm-hmm. Maybe he throws it out to the crowd. I don't know. He might. It's sticking down the front of his pants. Uh, now, I wouldn't, <laughs> now, now I wouldn't want that shirt. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want that. Don't throw it into the crowd. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Jim, Jim, uh, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Yeah. That's awful. Uh, Bobby, don't put it on. We're going to wash that first. <laughs> Warrior putting on the glasses and then like spazzing out like he's just seen visions. Oh, yeah. He gets to see his future and his (laughs) destiny. Right. Oh, goodness. We get a Papa Shango match after this against John Rickner, Mm -hmm. who is... Dun, dun, dun. This guy's somebody? Balls Mahoney. No way. Yeah, it's ECW. ECW. You're kidding me. ECW. So, yes, Balls has 635 television matches. Yeah, I bet. And uh, he's got quite a few names that he went under besides Balls Mahoney. He's got Abu Da Singh, Abu <laughs> Da Ding, uh-huh. Balls Mahoney, of course, Boo Bradley, John Reckner, John Rickner, Cajones. <laughs> You can't use balls anymore. All right, fine. Mahoney and my personal favorite, Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, I remember Santa Claus. <laughs> With an X. <laughs> Santa Claus was uh, the evil Santa Claus, I think. DiBiase brought him out or something. But yeah, it was like the the anti-Santa. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Of course, Claus spelled with a K. Yeah, I remember it's that gimmick. Hardcore. Well, right now he's just sporting the two-tone mullet and the handlebar mustache. Yep. Out comes 10 pounds of gimmick in a five-pound bag. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Karma, the good godfather. Shango entering like he just got out of Snoop Dogg's Palomino. (laughs) That's what I said. The shots of miserable little kids getting contact eyes. They're just like holding their nose. The parents are just like wafting it into their faces. Yeah. You know there was something going on there. You just didn't have the basic smoke going on. No. Shango's like, I, I got it covered. We got the special effect guy. <laughs> you need smoke? No. I'm good. No, no, no. <laughs> Trust me. I got this. It's fine. I got this. <laughs> yeah. There's a Kodak disc in the house, man. There is. There is. I did notice that. There was another one I thought later, too, but the Kodak disc does make an appearance. For the first time in a long time, Shango curses the red tight to death. He's doing his yeah. bullshit in the corner, and the red Red tight spazzes out. Yeah. John all of a sudden loses the ability to use his left leg. <laughs> yeah. here. It's a very, it's a very just, specific curse. Yes, it is. He just comes out and falls on the ground after Shango does a little bit of voodoo magic in the corner. There's no fire pop or anything to it. He just falls over. No, but you know what? I'm making fun of it, but John's doing a much better job than Brett did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah John could actually sell something yeah. for Shango. We get a lot of shots of scared spectators. Honey goes down with a leg injury and he gets attacked by Shango, of course, and we immediately go to a picture-picture of Bret Hart. Yeah. Um, He's like, I didn't lose because of curse. I lost because I sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm listening to this saying, wait a minute, you can easily, easily play this off and say, yeah, that's what happened. I'm still the best there is. The best there was. The best there ever will be. I just got a a curse on me. That's what it was. Yeah. Now I'm going to kick your ass for cursing me. Exactly. But he doesn't. It's like, no, I don't believe in it. But I didn't sell it the first time. I'm not selling no. it now. You're getting no. nothing from me, Charles. Nothing. I'm not helping you with this bullshit. 
Meanwhile, the, the match is not very long here. A little bit of a hold while the picture in picture is going on. He's taking care of the leg that he voodooed out of commission. And we end with what I think was a shoulder breaker. Yeah, that's his move. And that's such a lame finisher. And then I thought for a second, well, your object is to pin the guy's shoulders. Yeah. Maybe it's not so lame, but it doesn't look very effective. No. And you got such a huge dude. Yeah. Like, Shano definitely skips leg day, but... <laughs> from, from waist up he's enormous yeah he is it begged the question though he took care of the dude's leg pretty well take care of his shoulder if he's going to finish with a shoulder breaker yeah when he voodoo the shoulder yeah balls over here is doing a good job while he's getting pinned he's twitching the bad the voodoo leg like it's still cursed oh yeah it moved to the right leg but whatever you know? yeah <laughs> the, yeah it's a different leg curse, this time it's cursed right a bit the curse goes yeah it's, a, it's like a cancer going on there we get a little bit of pyrotechnics from Shango at the end of this where he's holding his staff and holds it up in the air and sparks fly out of it and some dude who got a contact high from his skull earlier is completely wigged out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a bad thing because this the sparkles go off and the crowd is like, ooh, and he's supposed to be scary. Yeah. We're going to do a little show here. You okay. be Vince McMahon, I'll be Papa Shango. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, Vince, Vince, yes. Look, I know I've got the paint, the tattoos, mm. the cape, the snake, mm. and the skull, and the smoke, mm. and I got the staff. I'm thinking it's not enough. No, it's that. not enough, right? You need I, to be bigger. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. I need more. I mean, the paint, the tattoos, the snake, the cape, the skull, the smoke. I think the staff needs to shoot fire. I love it. <laughs> Make sure to hit some of the kids in the audience. We'll get extra credit for that. Yeah. No, set your guy on fire with it. <laughs> like, at what point does he go, dude, enough. <laughs> Jesus. It's never enough. I, Where should I go? Never no. enough. We're going to keep adding things and adding things. <laughs> We are out of there and we go to Mooney in the event center brought to us by Ico Pro. Shango is a triple threat because he's got the size, he's got the moves, and he's got the voodoo. He's got the voodoo. So That's apparently right. to be a triple threat in wrestling, you need to have magical powers. Yeah, well, how are you going to defend yeah. that? El Matador. What I decided to do because with Ultimate Warrior, first of all, I transcribed them so we can do Dom translates the war. Obviously, that's yes. going to go away sadly in a few yeah. weeks here. So we'll turn that one over to Tatanka. What I thought <laughs> I would do with the Matador was uh, I translated him from English to Spanish <laughs> and then back to English again. Nice. So now we can hear what he's really saying. There's like an underlying message in all of this. So this is his transcribed, translated promo. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. I have no one. I have nothing. I am looking for meaning in my life. I didn't even make it onto the main card of SummerSlam. They won't even <laughs> let me talk about my match. I have to talk about the Bulldog and Heart match. That was so much better than mine. That match was so good. It made me realize how much I suck at this point of my career. <laughs> just give me a match, please. Give me something worth being in this god-awful outfit. I just need an opportunity. Help me! <laughs> that was the Ariba at the end. I don't, I don't know who is producing it or holding up the cue cards for these guys, but for the Matador, they just took a, a piece of cardboard from a homeless dude and just <laughs> held it up. And be, it's approximately this. Please help me. <laughs> please. I, I need your support. Please give what you can. Something. Just give me somebody to fight against. That's an El Matador promo. It's That's a, nothing. Promo two. Promo two is Shawn Michaels. He's gunning for the Bulldog. Yeah. He, he's been the foe of the IC champ, basically, since he turned evil. Whoever is the IC champ, that's who Shawn Michaels wants to fight, which is perfectly fine with me. I think that's where Shawn Michaels needs to be at this point in his career. I think he stayed there too long. I think he's bouncing around with the, because then he fights Razor Ramon for it. And yeah, yeah. Diesel gets the push to champion before he does, even though he's brought in as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Yeah. Like Shawn oh, Michaels was the big star and then he gets eclipsed. I think he stayed there a little too long. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. 17 minutes, 33 seconds in. We got uh, level one red type Barry Horowitz. Dun, dun, dun. There's your man. 
There he is, everyone. Bow to the awesomeness that is the Horowitz. He is kind of good. He's a great heel, man. I wish he just had a little bit more of a push as just a regular heel. At this point, it was all about gimmicks, and he did not have a gimmick. Even though he had the hand thing. Yeah. He had a 1979 gimmick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, all you needed was a sparkly top. And he's like, ooh, yeah, there's that guy with the sparkly top. But mm-hmm. at this point, you need to be Comic Kid, apparently. Oh, my God. He is wrapped in Mickey phone. There were things coming off of him all over the place that just, I kept thinking to myself, how difficult is it to wrestle? And not just the outfit, but the mask that he had on. The mask didn't look comfortable at all. No. He's, I guess, supposed to be a baby face, but... But Conan yeah. looks so pissed off to oh, be yeah. in this outfit. He looks, he looks, he looks like he hated it. He looks like he absolutely hated it. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Because he was like huge down in Mexico as not the Comet Kid. <laughs> and since he's got a jetpack on, he's got to jump up the stairs. It's lifting him up. But it's not. No. The minute he's in the ring, he starts doing his luchador shit. I was annoyed for Horowitz on this. Why does Horowitz have to deal with this awful gimmick? I think because he's probably the only guy who can bounce around for a luchador. I mean, you give this guy just some dude off the street and we get a guy off the street for sure later on in this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I don't think he'd be able to wrestle him. The craziest thing about Conan is he isn't as bulky as he was when he was in the NWO and WCW. Yeah. But he's tall, but still doing small guy stuff. Mm hmm. Conan is not a not a small man. He's pretty big. When did Toy Story come out? Oh, ninety five. Okay, so it was after this because I was saying they didn't like base this off of Buzz Lightyear or something like that. No, this is pre Lightyear. Okay, this is yesteryear. This is like (laughs) nineteen fifties idea of the future. Yeah, it's like half Tron, but we get some good moves out of him. He's he's moving, he's bouncing. Barry's working with him. What I wanted to know is why it was just the debut of the comic kid. Why didn't we get like seventeen? weeks of promos from outer space <laughs> you know like we did for razor Ramon. Like we did for razor comic kid just... calling in from neptune <laughs> circling uranus oh no <laughs> we didn't get any of that it just last week we said the debut of the comic kid and everybody's like who the hell is the comic kid all right yeah. here's the comic kid this guy he's dressed and stupid be- and because of that, there's literally no crowd reaction. They know he's supposed to be a good guy, so you get like the the basic claps, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, they could have Flash Gordon them up in like yeah. you know like a fifty serial, had him get into a little bit of trouble after every promo and get yeah. out of it the next promo. Like, yeah, yeah. would have been, been at something. least mildly cool. <laughs> yeah, something. Basically, this is Proto Glacier, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You have a guy who can kind of work and does an interesting style, Mm -hmm. but you put him in something stupid. Yeah, Yeah, at least Glacier got promos. I have it on mute right now. There was no music for Comic Kid, right? You know what? I honestly don't remember. I'm on mute as well. Yeah, you could have like Star Wars them up or given them some theremin or something. Yeah. Good yeah. We'll see how long it takes him to change to Max Moon. Yes, as Vince puts on here, it's we will see him for weeks to come, and I'm thinking, no, we won't. I, I don't remember Comic Kid. I do remember well, Max Moon. Yeah, like, does he even have a match at Survivor Series? Who knows? I have to look I at the, the card for Survivor Series coming up and see if there's a Comic Kid or maybe it changes to Max Moon. Or, I don't know. There's nothing funnier than watching the Comic Kid match. And mm-hmm. immediately switching over to Mr. Perfect in the Hershey <laughs> Kiss hat, which looks like a tinfoil hat. Oh, he is loving this hat. Spaceman's here. Better put on my tinfoil yeah. hat. <laughs> that makes sense. Comic Kid actually is so ahead of his time that Vince has no idea how to call the match. He's like, look at that maneuver. Yeah. And this maneuver. Like, he has no idea what to do with the luchador. What a maneuver. Lots of maneuvers. Lots of many maneuvers. <laughs> Always be closing. Always be closing. We get a Coliseum Home video shot of SummerSlam 92, which is now available on VHS cassette. We see a little bit of the Undertaker-Kamala match and the ending of that match. I show my favorite clip where I remember this for 30 years. Oh, yeah. Paul Barrett slapping the ring apron and pops the Undertaker like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. Great. And then you see the, the picture of Kamala like, what the hell? (laughs) I'm going to run. I'm going to run. We go into the next match, which is Razor Ramon versus Nick Tarantino. (laughs) 
<laughs> who is not a wrestler. <laughs> he, he is not. I, I wrote down in parentheses, he could not possibly have more than one match. <laughs> he had five matches. Oh, yeah. Five televised and went under a couple of different names. Being a Tarantino and looking at this outfit was one Mr. Pink. No, it was, but that would make sense. That would that would fit. We got two different versions of Tarantino, so that's basically one of his so Nick Tarantino and Nick Tarantino, and then he went also by the name of Romeo Valentine. Yeah, he kind of looks like he could pull off Chuchi Pretty Boy. Yeah. That's what he went with. So sporting the full on mullet. Here's the camera you're talking about. Yes. Huge SLR camera strap and flash. Pentax camera. This guy is a professional. Yes. (laughs) This thing had every accessory on it that you could have needed. He spent some money. He's like, I'm going to develop these in my (laughs) dark room. I'm going to send them into Vince and I'm going to be a camera guy for WWF tomorrow. That's right. He's like, look at me. I got the equipment. He's got a lot of it. Razor, uh, of course, saying, don't F with the gold, man. Watch the gold, man. The and gold. he throws a toothpick at the guy. Oh, yes. That's not nice. Watch my gold. <laughs> throws yeah. a toothpick at him. I'd be like, a little pissed. I'd be like, no. <laughs> You'll know who I am or where I am. And you got to yes. fight this guy for at least five minutes. And I got a pretty good head start. You can tell how much Perfect really wants Razor to make it in the business. Because every other match, he's talking about something completely different. But in the Razor matches, Perfect is always about Razor. And Razor, you know, it doesn't really need it because he's showing a lot of power here. He does a pretty nasty choke slam on Tarantino and just plays his gimmick to the fullest. I saw something on the WWE Network where they were talking about the big difference between being a good wrestler and being someone who can actually be a WWE superstar. So yeah. you can have moves all day, but, you know, you have to have character, connect with an audience and tell yeah. a story. That's a huge and part of it. Razor comes in with all his promos with a great character. Mm-hmm. comes in right on top because he knows how to wrestle yeah and then also he knows how to inflict the character and tell a story like immediately and we got poor conan over here with a shit gimmick yeah. but yeah he flipped around but there's no connection to anything he was doing besides beating up poor barry horowitz razor is not doing half the moves that you saw conan do as far as technique but everything's got an insult to it and everything's got like a you're not even worthy oh, yeah. to be in my ring there's a whole story going on about how he's the shit how oh, inferior yeah. this guy is and just makes his life miserable. And that, I think, is the difference. Yeah, it's a lot of showing his disrespect for whoever he's wrestling. Like, really, I have to put up with this? Yeah, there's a no move in here where the guy's on the ground. He's just been laid out by Razor. And Razor's just flicking his head with his foot. And then he turns to the ref and goes, look at this. What what am I doing with this guy? Like, this this isn't even competition. There's nothing but disdain for him. And the move, the wrestling move that he's doing, is tapping his foot against his head. But, you know, just the interaction with the ref going, why am I even breathing the air he is? I know. Um, I'm on a little bit of the Disney kick. The more I look at Razor Ramon, I think Gaston. (laughs) <laughs> I totally think Gaston. When did Beauty and the Beast come out? In 1991, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. So I feel like there's a little bit of a correlation between Gaston and Razor Ramon. Gaston just is French. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure Razor Ramon is all uh, Scarface, not too much Beauty and the Beast. But, uh, I I'll, see it. Come on, <laughs> help me out. Help me out. No. <laughs> I don't think they're like, Scott, man, this razor thing's awesome. He's like, I know. And no one sins like razor. Uh, 91. So you're in the ballpark, but I think it has nothing to do. No. I'm not going to give you this one. Oh, man. Like all Scarface. No one oozes machismo like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I use turnbuckles in all of my decorating. <laughs> One, two, three, slap for Gaston. Uh, no one turns uh, like this. Lambs <laughs> like this. No. Uh, I tried. No. Uh, I tried on that one. Anyway. Look, I'm, I'm going to try to edit this one fast so you have at least two days to put like some background polka. That's easy. I'm just going to have myself in the background. That's right. Uh, we so we get the the razor's edge, of course, and the match is over. Well, you got to uh, back up because go to the oh. second move of the match, and Razor punches the red tight dead. Fatality. <laughs> Did I miss him die? 
Like he dies. Oh man. <laughs> Twenty three minutes, about thirty seconds in. You got the first kick and then the punch and he just drops like a rock. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a good one. Yeah, he's hitting them hard. There's going to be a debate between Razor and Macho on primetime. I guess they're telling us to tune into that. Always be closing. Uh, Nick is reconsidering his life choices. (laughs) (laughs) During this whole thing. Vince keeps on calling Razor's second uh, rope suplex being a top rope. Is that because the the dude is on the top rope? That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, because he puts uh, Tarantino up, on, he sits him up on the top rope backwards, and then Razor's on the second rope because yeah. he's such a tall dude. He can't get up on the top rope with him. He wouldn't be able. He'd have to like lift him even higher. Yeah, he need uh, a fourth turnbuckle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not happening. I mean, it kind of is a top rope suplex for whoever's falling. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Razor's Edge is still nameless. Yeah, they still haven't called it anything. No, they still keep saying, like "Look at this move." Yes, look what at a maneuver. Move. Yeah, look at what a maneuver. If I ever had the chance to audition as the play-by-play guy, I would just be like, "What a maneuver! <laughs> what a maneuver!" Ooh. Ooh. In for the ride. Yes, in for the ride. It's, you got the job. Like this guy's brilliant. <laughs> Off to the event center. Off to the event center. We are back with Mooney. Look at his tie. There's a blue monster on his tie. Ooh. It's got like a blue monster head. It's like a window. (laughs) He's got a window. To Narnia. Yeah. It looks like the side of a castle or something with a window. I don't know what's going on on that tie. So we get our Tataka promo, and he pontificates. I do have the Tataka transcription. It is nonsensical. As I continue... To climb that ladder of success in the World Wrestling Federation. I thank all the great chiefs and all the great spirits for the wisdom and everything they have given me. But most of all, I want to thank all the World Wrestling Federation fans for all your great support. And with your continued support, we will all climb to the top of the World Wrestling Federation. A goal that Tatanka made when I first came here to reach the top. And when I reach the top, all my fans reach the top. And all my little braves that stand up everything step for step into battle. I thank you so continued support and my thanks <laughs> from Tatanka. Yeah. I thank you so continued support is what makes it art. He kept going back and forth from first person to third person. We'd say Tatanka thanks you, and I think like, and I thank you like, like two, two different people. Two different people. <laughs> Chris, Chris, come here. <laughs> you are Tatanka. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. Yes. What this promo reminded me of was I felt like I wanted to see the Indian by the side of the road with the tear going. <laughs> <laughs> it was like if you just support us. With only yeah. five sets a day. That's right. These I was two, thinking that. These two can help to talk. <laughs> it sounded like PBS two times a year where they're trying to get you to buy the umbrella. Yes. And, and with your support and with your pledge, we can keep Julia Child oh and we can goodness. keep Bob Ross. I was thinking the exact same thing. Oh, my God. It's getting that bad. Promo two. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And that's what it was. That was the entire promo. Jimmy Hart, just because, is there and he starts us off. It's a Mountie promo. And he starts us off with a pop quiz of who the hell this guy is. <laughs> and instead of the Mountie telling us, he just sings his entire song. Yes. And that's the promo. <laughs> now, it's probably the same on yours. If yeah. you're watching the Mountie promo while mm-hmm. he's singing with the closed captioning, mm-hmm. halfway through, it'll say, speaking in foreign language. He's not. <laughs> he's just singing his song so badly that the closed captioning thinks he's speaking a foreign language. <laughs> he's Canadian, first of all. He's yeah. not speaking. He's not French Canadian. Well, at least not in this gimmick. Not in this one. But I like when we're back and Sean Mooney's holding his ears. <laughs> That's what he should be doing. Pretending uh, he actually heard the promo. Oh, my God. But I, I have nothing for that promo. I was like, wow, that that didn't take you any effort at all. That's what you do when you get in the ring. You, you didn't have to do anything. You weren't fighting against anyone. You didn't call anybody out. Yeah, they're like, Jacques, look, we got some bad news. We don't <laughs> know if uh, Duggan 
or Slaughter is going to be making any of the dates, and we don't mm-hmm. know when we're going to book you next. We have absolutely nothing for you to actually <laughs> speak specifically on. It's like, no. I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm the Mountie! <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> all he's going to do. Dude, the entire goddamn time. genius. Look at, him. <laughs> Look at him go. I can be as annoying as I want to be. <laughs> I don't need an opponent. Nope, not at all. We are out of there, and we come back to the big boss man. He is going to be facing Bruce Mitchell, who we have seen before. Bruce Mitchell has six TV appearances to his name. We have seen him before, and the reason I remember that is because he also went by Agent Orange. This guy was Agent Orange? (laughs) This was Agent Orange. He wasted such a cool name on this guy. (laughs) This guy's anything but orange. Well, he wore a mask when he was Agent Orange. He needs to wear more than a mask. He's underclothed. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't there somebody in the back going, all right, we're going to throw this red tight out. Yeah. But, God, can we just put a shirt on this dude? (laughs) How pissed off would you be if you were Conan? You're like, (laughs) I'm dressed up like a moon man. They're calling me the comic kid. This motherfucker's Agent Orange? I'll trade. Give me that gimmick. You're comic kid now. <laughs> you have to be comic kid. You suck. <laughs> oh, I don't suck. I want to be Agent Orange. Look, I got a mask. I could do it. God. We get the big boss man very over. Probably one of the biggest pops of the night. I felt like his pop was even bigger than the one they got for the British Bulldog at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, he's got the best story. When he's touring around, this is the first time people have really seen him since he got beat up. Yeah. Nails was a good bad guy. The Mountie and Nails are like the top two foes for this dude. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's a terrible wrestler, but the character of Nails, like, it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Boss yeah. Man was a heel for a while. You can buy into that. Maybe he was beating this guy up. And Yeah. Victim or villain? That's right. That's right. <laughs> we don't know. We don't. I do completely agree that you shouldn't have the nightstick, especially where they're yeah. going with this. They're going to have a, on a pole match. Yeah. And there really should only be one nightstick. There can only be one. You can all, yeah. <laughs> Nail stealing it and taking the boss man's nightstick doesn't mean anything. The boss man's like, I got like 50 of them. Yeah, I got these at home. <laughs> if the feathers are that freaking important that he's fighting around the yeah. country for him, the nightstick yeah. should definitely have had some more weight. He shouldn't have. Yeah, let's get another one from the car. Sure. Mitchell starts with an arm bar. Arm bar. Uh, big boss man just looks at him like, what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> you don't get any shots you, in on me. What, what are you doing with offense here? This is, yeah, this is not how this works. <laughs> you're not Skinner. <laughs> we get a nice big back body drop in there. Looks like you heard him pretty good. And a picture of picture of the calendar. Of a calendar. Yes. <laughs> of course, with Hulk on the cover. Yeah, man. It's Hulk moves merch, I guess. I know. It's just funny because it's now, what is this? We're at the end of September. Yes. Hulk has been gone since the beginning of April. Was that six months? Five months? Almost five. Yeah, almost six. Yeah, so the, almost half of the year of 1992, probably even more. Do we see him even for the rest of the year? He pops back. I don't know if it's the calendar year, but I know he, he pops back with Brutus, and they okay. form that tag team that's going to yeah. go against Money, Inc. at WrestleMania. For WrestleMania. I don't know if he's back by the Rumble. I'm going to guess that he's not back for the rest of the ni- 1992 calendar year, yet he's the cover art. So we're going to ride that. That wave as long as we can. Yes. Vince yeah. is quoting Cool Hand Luke over that Guns yeah. Roses song, depending on uh, what you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it did come back at the Guns N' Roses. Yes, I did have that. It's failure to communicate. That's right. Mitchell gets the 911, the bouncy off the second rope. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, is that what we're calling that? Yeah, it's not the 619. This is the 911. The 911. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he gets that. And then he goes into a blatant choke mm-hmm. with a foot across his throat. Yeah. Boss man, a little healy. <laughs> Thank goodness it's not 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. Well, I mean, when they did bring him back, they brought him back as like the maniacal swap man. So, yeah, they're trending in that direction a little bit later. Oof. I said that move does not age well. <laughs> no. I said he's sending a message to Nails and to cops 30 years later. (laughs) That'd be Uh, hilarious. Like after the match, he's arrested. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) my God. Uh, Perfect leaves. Perfect out. Well, he's got an interview coming up here in a little bit. We get the one hand cover at the end of this match. So very nonchalant. Another sort of heelish move. They call it his edge. He's getting very edgy. Yes. Because this is what Nails has brought out in him. So he's using a lot of his old heel moves, and that makes him edgy. Yeah, I'm starting to think Nails had a point. <laughs> I'm starting to get on Nails' side. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like, Nails is in the back. See? <laughs> 
<laughs> choking him. He's handcuffing him. There's no reason for this. Yeah. This guy's a bad dude. He's got rights. Leave him alone. Yay, law and order. Yay, law and order. <laughs> yeah. and that was just like, I told you. <laughs> Yeah, something's wrong with this dude. Should not be a cop. Should not be a cop. He made me this way. Yeah. Oh my god. I was a nice guy. <laughs> I was jaywalking for Christ's sake. That was his offense. That's, yeah. What are you in for? I jaywalked in front of the big boss man. They're like, yeah. oh, dude, you're fucked. I cheated on my taxes. Oh no. Now IRS is going to be after you too. Yeah. In Canada, yeah. it comes to Valti. <laughs> While I went AWOL, Sarge goes after him. Yeah. Oh my God. We're out of there. Mm-hmm. And we get our interview with Flair and Perfect with Gene. So this is a live interview. Yes. And lots of cheers. And I hear cheers and booze, but I think Vince is saying jeers and booze. Yes. No, I heard cheers and booze. You heard yeah. the crowd cheer or you heard him? I heard the cheer. crowd cheer. Yes. Well, the crowd, yeah, the crowd was wooing along a little bit, too. You even see people in the, the audience like bowing down. To Flair. Dude, I liked Flair. And I wasn't a WCW guy. The only reason I knew about Flair was because I bought the other magazines, too, that would cover mm-hmm. the other wrestling federations. And, you know, Flair wins title seventh time. And that was like, wow, somebody yeah. wins it like seven times. He was fighting Sting at the time. Sure. And then he shows up. And the belt was impressive, right? Flair's yeah. belt was always, like, super impressive. Oh, yeah, they had the huge one. Yeah. And when he shows up with his own belt, I was all for that. It's like, this motherfucker, he goes, I'm already champion. It's the it's arrogance. Like, yeah. It's like, he even topped the million dollar man that bought his own belt. This guy's like, I'm already champion. He came in as champ and then he wins the championship, but he doesn't do it in like a cheaty way. He's, mm-hmm. he's from like number three, which is basically the second guy in at the rumble because one and two show up at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It wins the whole rumble. And you're like, you yeah. might have a point. He's pretty good. And his whole gimmick is like, I wear cool clothes. I own fast yeah. cars. I fly in planes. I There's a million things you want to be. <laughs> and I'm like 14 years old or whatever I was. How old was I in 1992? How old yeah. were we? We were 17. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, this, yeah, man, this, this is awesome. Is what I <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what I want. Yeah, I was all for it. I would have I wooed along with him. And I liked Macho and Warrior, but uh, Flair was okay, too. And Perfect, yeah. I loved how Perfect was like the best intercontinental champion ever saw besides brett oh yeah so like the whole lot of them i was like that was awesome yeah well we get into the interview here and they're talking a little bit about SummerSlam and saying that no one sold out at SummerSlam, so their plan did not work <laughs> because no one sold out yeah. SummerSlam, and then they go into this was what plan b was i'm just like forget about plan b the whole thing just sucked the, yeah plan a is stupid yeah we've been through this it didn't make any sense the warrior would have been champ if he had listened to perfect if plan a worked i was like why would they want that yeah that's a bad plan <laughs> that's a bad plan that's not what you wanted you kept saying how you were going to be champ and that was your plan yeah. If where's the champ, that's not your plan. That's, that's a, yeah, that should have been like plan Z. Yeah. That's like, look, if we can't win it, I don't know, maybe we can like manage the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> get, get like 10%. I don't know. You can, can be in our little club. Yeah. Look, riding to work has got to be like out there. <laughs> this dude, like put him in the car and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you have driven the path. <laughs> 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 Something. Yeah. Please put me in the club. Um, it should have been A. That's all I'm saying. No, That's not no. plan A. Plan B work should have been plan A. Either way, the whole thing was stupid. Flair's champ. That's all I care about. Flair will take on the maniacs. Mm-hmm. So he's like, whatever you guys want to call yourselves, I don't care. We're still going to kick your ass. They show a video shot of the Titan Tron showing the interview with the interview in the background. <laughs> Supposed to do like that infinity thing? Like <laughs> it should. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was weird. It was like there's the interview off to the side. Meanwhile, showing the interview in the shot. I, I don't know what was going on there. Let's show the Titan Tron with the interview, just so everybody knows we still have a Titan Tron. Yeah. Money was spent, man. Get it on the yeah. screen. Yeah. But that was the interview, and these good people of Hershey have seen an entire month of superstars. Hershey's exhausted. Hershey's way exhausted. Look, we'll have it in Hershey. There's enough chocolate there. We'll sugar them up. The last the five hours. Yes. 
We got uh, Akita Webb and Bobby Perez. Yeah, I was hoping that Akita Webb looked like he could have been somebody, but not so much. We've got Bobby Perez, who had 13 television matches to his name under Bob Perez, Bobby Muniz, Bobby Perez, and Tony Perez. So he, you know, the full gamut of the stereotypical names there. Meanwhile, Akita Webb had one match. This is it. (laughs) <laughs> this is it. This is all we get. This is all he got. One match with the nasty boys. He's like, uh, something else. I'm doing yeah, something else. Yeah. Mom, yeah. the dream is over. I'm coming home. <laughs> that was it. It's been four years training. I got one match and I'm good. That's right. <laughs> that was it. Out come the nasty boys. And for some reason, Jimmy Hart, yeah, just Jimmy, because. Jimmy Hart, just because. And here's what we've been saying for months upon months upon months. Jimmy Hart has a dilemma. He does. Uh, which team is the number one contender and Vince is of course sticking up for the nasty boys and perfect at first is saying it should be money Inc but then perfect changes his mind yeah he's like oh well I guess you're right <laughs> yeah Vince this, makes a good case he's yes. like you know what the nasties were the champs and they also beat the ultimate maniacs yeah and uh perks is like yeah good point that, that's a good point all right I change <laughs> yeah. my mind. whatever uh, yeah we get a picture in picture of the nasty boys saying that they are the number one contenders thanks to jimmy hart big, giving them big hugs i'd like this um, for what happens later that's pretty oh cool. yeah it's brewing here this is going to become like the main story for me because i you know we you don't, you don't care about the maniacs no i don't care about the maniacs i, I know this is gonna bullshit you're here is, <laughs> i am here for this this okay. is my match this is my this is my story right now Gotcha. We're leading to some type of double cross. That's what I'm guessing. And knowing that I think, as you said, the Nasty Boys go out as faces before they leave. I think that's the way we go on this. So where does Hart stand on all this? And of course, Jimmy Hart is telling them that, yes, they are the number one contenders. Sags does the Hogan leg drop, but he does it from the middle rope, which I thought was pretty cool. He goes up to the middle rope and then drops the leg on the dude. Mm-hmm. I couldn't for the life of me remember, and we've seen like a million Nasty Boy matches already, but I just couldn't remember what their finisher was until I saw it was the, you know, slam the guy and then have Nobbs do a macho elbow. Yeah. Or Sags do the macho elbow. And I guess Sags Nobbs does the macho elbow, yeah. Yeah, not great. No, pretty anticlimactic ending. Of course, we do get the pit stop. That's what it's all about There's right now. There's pit stops. There's pit stops galore. Like, they, they did the pit stop, and then they did, like, four replays of it. They did the Tron replay of it. Yes. Got the, everybody's armpits up in the air. Getting ready for Pity City. Pit, is that, did they say that? Yes, they did say that. Oh, I miss Pity City. You miss Pity City. <laughs> My God, these guys had a great act. <laughs> they had everything. This gets better and better every single time. Yep. I mean, they got spots. Nasty they build. Got, you got the nasty size going to Pity City. They get uh, the best promos. I didn't appreciate these guys because they fought one of my favorite teams right out the gate. And they beat mm-hmm. them. I love the Hart Foundation. Yeah. And they were like the main opponents going into WrestleMania. Nasties were kind of the transitional champions between Heart Foundation and Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. So I was never into them. But now, like looking back at them, this team was great. They had a perfect act. I mean, oh, they did. You know, Kamala has a great act. They had a great act. Yep. That's good. Oh, I'm, good I'm here for the Nasties. Good stuff. I don't know who to root for in a Nasty Boy Money Inc. match. That's that's yeah, That's, that's going to be a call. tough one. Yeah, that is. I'll, I'll be happy if either of them wins. Let's, right. let's have them all win. Yay. Everybody wins. <laughs> Everybody wins. They got you four get a, belts. You get a trophy <laughs> and you get a trophy. Yay. We are out of there and we go uh, Mooney mm-hmm. for the final time and we get an Undertaker promo. Yeah, against Kamala, which kind of fits nicely since they showed the little package video of SummerSlam. And we've got Paul acting like the uh, Count from Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) He's got one splash, two splash, three splash. Ah, 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 ah. And it still couldn't keep his Undertaker down. And we got Money Inc. with, for some reason, Jimmy Hart just because. Yes, and this is the perfect way to end this episode because this furthers my favorite story. DiBiase and IRS are saying that they're the number one contenders. And Jimmy Hart is furthering that by saying that they want their titles back from the disasters. DiBiase wants Jimmy to tell everybody that they are the number one contenders. And there's a little bit of a hesitation, of course. But then he finally comes to that and i'm thinking nobody watches the show like none of the wrestlers watch the show yeah be like hey wait a minute <laughs> like nasty boys are are not backstage you know checking out somebody else's promos like, wait a minute we're supposed to be on the same team here i don't know what's going on 
Jimmy, someone in the back said in in the promo you were doing with IRS <laughs> and DiBiase that they were the number one contenders. Oh no, no, man. No, 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 no. That wasn't it, man. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. <laughs> uh, I had I said I said that IRS had the number one suspenders. They had the number <laughs> one suspenders, man. Oh, hey, yeah, so. <laughs> okay. So we're we're cool. Yeah. Well, did you like the episode, fan? Um, I did. I actually did enjoy this one. This one had a lot uh, of good good stuff. Some good matches in it. Uh, we got a, a fun interview from Flair. Uh, of course, Perfect wearing the the Hershey Kiss hat the entire time. Pretty much just topped it off. And uh, my favorite story going into uh, Survivor Series, I will say, has a little bit of bite to it now. I like too because we had the we had a lot of Venn diagram stuff. We had the tour and SummerSlam overlapping for a while, and then finally the three weeks in the SummerSlam is just basically purely SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And then on the way out of the thing, we're still seeing some tour matches that happened before SummerSlam, and then they were trying to superimpose some of this Hershey show in there to kind of make it more up to date. And this mm-hmm. is the first time that I think we're completely up to date. We're yes. out of old matches and now doing all this new stuff and uh it should be a quicker turnaround we like the summer tour was such a slog by the yes. end of it yeah uh, but this one you know with what happens yeah. because of the warrior flaking and because uh survivor series isn't as far away from SummerSlam as SummerSlam is from wrestlemania yeah uh, this should be pretty quick we should be moving at a pretty good pace uh, yeah i agree so I'm, I'm excited yeah, I agree. Yeah, we only got about um, another month and a half before uh, Survivor Series comes in, so we should be pretty good. We can we can do some nice build, uh, and then maybe some of the lesser card guys down can do some of the house stuff. Who is so, your red tight of the night? Well, I got to go with my man Horowitz, man. I'm going with Nick Tarantino because I literally thought that he died. <laughs> <laughs> Razor punches him as the second move, and... He goes down hard. Like maybe he was just really good at like that bump. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, he's dead. So that was my match of the night too, because I thought Razor looked awesome and he told a good story while doing very little. Like he's he could give a lesson in how to tell a story without having to flip flop yeah. around. Oh yeah, I do agree. So next week. Next week, I don't know about this one. <laughs> there's, 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 this one's going to be a roller coaster, man, because we get Crush, we get The Undertaker. Okay. I love Undertaker matches, but I can already tell you what half of that match is going to be. <laughs> Nails. I can so, tell you what all of that match oh, is going to be. I can tell you all that match. Natural disasters. Squishy, squishy. Squishy, no squishy. Cell. Yes, yes. Somebody's going in the corner. Somebody's going to get pop yeah and we will get an interview with razor ramon so i think that will be probably the highlight of the night <laughs> yes i wonder if we'll be in hershey because i can't believe we haven't seen it all but yeah maybe not maybe we got one more hershey in us yeah there could be all right well all right cool Very good Sayonara, undertaker and Shawn michaels has left the building <laughs>